All right, what's up, what's up, what's up, you bold beauty boss? We are continuing this journey on these, these expert interviews, like I call them. And let me share with you really briefly about our next guest here. Our next guest, before I introduce her, uh, I'm always looking in the group of who's doing what, who's, who's the comments people are making. And the reason why I watch like a hawk uh, at, at the comments is I'm looking for people that have extensive experience in the beauty industry that, that can ta help take elevate us all. And so our next guest, when I saw she left a comment on how she pivoted her business, and, and I think it, it resonated with me a little bit more because I say the same thing, that instead of trying to do a relaxing experience for a client, clients coming in, let's give them a relaxing facial. I saw that Darcy had left a message. She goes, you know what? I pivoted from, from relaxing to skin treatment. So instead of doing, giving that relaxing experience, which again, you know, you, you can make money doing relaxing experience, but I always believe the profit is in the pain that if you can help a client with a painful uh, situation, acne, hyperpigmentation, rosacea, melasma, the, the, the usuals, then you can get paid well. So first of all, Darcy, thank you so, so much. Thank you for spending your time to, to share some of your ideas with us here today. Sure. Thanks for having me. All right. So, so, let's, so let, let's get this party start going. First of all, share us a little bit about you, your experience. How did you become an esthetician? What, what brought you down this journey? Um, sure. Um, I've been an esthetician for a while. I've been in the skincare industry since 2005 and I have a clinic in Costa Mesa and a clinic in Park City. So right next door to Newport beach, um, in Orange County and Park City, Utah. Um, I've been an educator, brand educator for multiple companies for skincare and equipment. And, um, I got in, into this because I had never had a skincare regimen. And one of my friends said, hey, try this. It was an MLM company, but I had never had anything but bar soap. And I'm not even joking, Vaseline intensive care lotion on my face. That's it. So my friend handed me this sample of something and I went, oh my gosh, my face has never felt like this. Then another friend who's an esthetician took me to the Vegas show it has to have been close to 15 years ago. And that's when I went, oh my God, I found my dream. This is my dream job. And I went to school and got licensed and it's all about growing. So here I am now working my two little places. That's crazy. You know what? It's so interesting because you, we never know where one life is going to take us, where we find inspiration from, and who that person is that can introduce you to something new, whether it's a new career and, and something that, that you and I were just talking about briefly offset is, you know, where, when you work with a coach, you learn something new, you learn something different, just one idea, one experience can, can completely change the trajectory of your life. So, so, so let's get to the skinny of it, because I know your time is valuable. Uh, share with us, and, and again, I, this is the one comment that Darcy made, I'm like, I want to know what Darcy knows because Darcy is speaking the language that I wish more estheticians were speaking. And, and that was pivoting to acne. So you talked about how you pivoted to acne. So, so what were you doing before and then what and how did that pivot happen? So I was doing um, spa facials. That's really all I knew. I didn't, you know, spa. And uh, the 2008, I think it was 2008, the recession hit and nobody came in anymore. And I had no clients. Okay, so and, and I, 
get into it. Let's define that real quick. So, so what what was the spa facial? So what what do you what oh, do you like a European facial? Feels good, massage, you know, arm thing, and all of that. It's all about feeling good. And I did spray tanning. I think that's all I really did then. Maybe a couple peels, but nothing major. And I really didn't know how to fix skin at all. I mean. I hadn't really done any more education since I got out of school. I was kind of stagnant. I was like, everything's fine. So the recession hits and I have no clients at all. And I had to sit down and think, okay, how do I make myself needed right now? And the first thing that came to my mind was acne. People will pay anything to get rid of acne or some condition that they hate, right? So I started, I went and got trained in acne, started doing acne clients. That's all I did for like seven years. I just popping pimples and clearing acne and it kept the lights on. So then I started thinking, okay, I need to learn other skin conditions because we really don't know anything out of school. We don't, we barely know how to, how to, you know, do a light chemical peel or a facial. So I went and started learning other, um, skin conditions. And in the meantime, to make up the difference, I was working for different skincare companies as um, selling or educating for them. And that's how it started. Okay. And, and so, you know, what's interesting. I, I, I read this, I, I, I'm a plethora of weird facts, right? <laughs> so, so one of the weird facts that I learned a while ago is when it, when, in, when it comes to snakes, snakes, Younger snakes, baby snakes are more dangerous than adults because they haven't quite learned how to control their venom. <laughs> yes. Weird, weird fact, you know, but, but, but same. <laughs> young snakes, when they're new and they're kind of getting out, they're slithering around, right? They are the most dangerous because the older snakes know how to control their venom to preserve it for later to catch praise, whatever snakes do, right? And so to me, one of the most dangerous things, and, and I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at me, is when estheticians first get out of school, right? It's, I, I feel sometimes that a lot of them have this overconfidence that they know what to do, how to do it, et cetera. And, and a lot of the times what I've just noticed is uh, it, you know, that they're not ready for the business. There's so much that the school hasn't taught them, right? T touch with us, uh, share with us briefly about that a little bit. What, what are your thoughts on that? I totally agree. Um, I always say that they teach us just enough to be dangerous. Uh, we don't know enough. We don't, you know, we are overconfident. I can't tell you, oh God, Wick, I, I pushed an extractor through someone's skin one time and it went thud through the pimple into the skin and it was stuck. I've waxed people's vaginas shut. I've done some crazy, awful things. You know, I didn't hurt anybody that, you know, long lasting or anything, but we don't know what we don't know. That's something else I always say. We really don't. We think we know it until we learn something else. We go, oh my God, I had no idea. So I think it's, it's one of the most dangerous times as well is when we're brand new until we start learning and like really hitting the education hardcore. So, so you went from the relaxing, the European facial, the foo-foo-ness to <laughs> acne. Uh, how did you start finding clients to, to do and work on? Because you said you were doing acne for what, six, seven years? Yeah. So it only took a couple people, like, you know, in my, my regular client list. 
took only a couple of people and I do model calls every so often I'll do a model call. And I say, I see that that's up there a lot. Um, and I think I did a model call for acne clients, sent that out to all my clients. Um, I think I went to the local high school and um, put out a flyer with, for their football team and said that I was gonna donate back um, like 10% back to the football boosters for anybody that comes in and gets treatment, whether it's acne or whatever. Um, and that's how people started coming in. And then it's word of mouth, right? You just need those few first ones. Well, and then I, they start telling I like, people. I like that football idea. So, so I, I know that was a while ago. Do you know roughly how many people you were able to get by going to the high school? No, but um, I don't remember. It's just every so often I'd write them a check, you know, for a few hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks. And then I go to the next school and do the same. So all the schools around me, I did that. Um, I gave to, back then, I gave to a lot of charity causes. And, you know, you get one or two people, but, you know, that one person brings in other people. So I have one of my best clients still today from 2008. Wow. from one of those charity things yeah in my california place you know and, and that's a great way to think about it is uh you know one whether you're giving to a charity you're donating a facial or or whatever it may be or, or giving a percentage back to it you never know who's looking and, and it's not about just like for example you you might say is that you might i got i got one client from there well that one client stuck around for an x period of years and that that equals an x uh -huh dollar amount, not including referrals or, or anything of that sort, right? So, so another great thing, estheticians, I want you to know and understand is what we talk about. It's called lifetime value of a client. Yeah, they, they might do that initial treatment for 100, 200, whatever it may be, but you multiply that by the years, you understand that that one client is now worth thousands and thousands of dollars. So you want to look at the long run of a client, not that short-term thinking of, oh, I'm not going to give away a free facial. Oh, I'm not going to do this. And, and, and that's really a, a short way to, to think about your business, especially if you, you want to, you're going to be in here for the long run, right? Sometimes you have to think outside the box and then you have to think and look at the bigger picture. I think that's hard for us because we're just looking at it. We're not business people. I would say not most of us are not business people. Of course, there's those that have these business brains, but we weren't taught business. And so sometimes you have to look at that bigger picture and say, okay, I'll give away this $150 facial for the potential of bringing in that lifetime client. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Next, right? And, and, and there is no guarantee. So I hope you all understand this. Like a lot of times in, in any business idea you put out there, uh, you put out this idea or that idea. And, and the cool part about business and another saying that I just heard that I love is you only have to get rich once. You can try 50 ideas, 49 that fail. It only takes one for you to reach a certain level or, or to reach a certain amount of success. So that's a cool part about business. It's not like you're going you're gonna to offer to do a, a free facial for a nonprofit and nothing comes out of it. You're not going to go bankrupt, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to lose uh, a ton of money. You, you know, you've invested some time, you've done a good deed. And if you get something from it, great, but don't rely on, on that. Right. So, so Darcy, what else? So you're obviously doing well in your business. What are some of the things that have worked well for you? You know, how do you, how do you, one of the things I hear about all the time is how getting clients, getting clients, how do I get clients? I wake I can I need getting clients. So, so what did you do to get clients other than uh, like some of these fundraiser types? 
So what gives me the best clients is referrals from other beauty professionals. So you want a referral relationship with as many beauty professionals as possible. You want to find those super busy um, hairdressers, get multiple and figure out some sort of um, compensation for the two of you. So say Wick, you're the you're the hairdresser, and we decide we're gonna <laughs> we decide we're gonna have a, a mutual relationship. What can I give you? What can you give me in return? I could I don't know if it's legal or not, but I was giving back money. Yeah. So I would give you back 10% for every single person you sent me. Or I used to have someone else that I would give them a $50 car gift card for product only. That's $25 out of my pocket, right? Here, 50 bucks, come get your, your product. And they cash in their money. Um, things like that. You could trade services, whatever. But I would find as many hairdressers, as many massage therapists. Massage therapists aren't really the best referrals, but the hairdressers that yak, 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 talk, 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 talk all day long to people. That's who you want. Okay. So, so if I, if, if I was that hairdresser, how, like, how did you approach them? Uh, you know, go through that with me. What would you say to them? How would you say, you know, try to make it a win-win or, or how would you approach Cause that, you know, I'm really glad you're saying this because step one here, find good small businesses you can partner with in your community. Hairdressers by far, I believe to be one of the top, if not the top. And then the other thing is, I think, I don't know why a lot of estheticians are so, um, whether it's shy or whether it's insecure or whether they're afraid, they don't, you know, they won't go and make that introduction. Right. And, and I always say, dude, you got to do it. They're, they're, they're all nice people. And, and, and estheticians as well are powerful, dude, you can fix skin. That's like huge. So how would you approach uh, a, another hairdresser? So what I used to do is I would look online and find people that are just booked, right? And I'd ask people, I'd ask friends for referrals. Then I would either go in, which is kind of hard because they're busy. I would email them and I would text them now, but I would email them and I would tell them that I'm a small business down the street. You know, this is what I offer. I'm looking to build my business and help someone else build their business through a referral relationship. And then they would either say, oh my gosh, let's talk more. Or they'd say not interested. And that's okay. Next, right? So you might get, like you said, one yes per 10 no's. That's okay. You just keep doing it. And you have to get off out of your comfort zone. And I'm a shy person. So I'm, I'm great with my clients and business because I kind of have to put my I always, okay. I had a friend who was in sales at Nordstrom's and she was like the top salesperson and she always talked like this and oh my goodness. And, oh, you look beautiful. And I would, I would have to try and, um, pretend I was her just to have a conversation with someone because it's not naturally me. So I'm like, hi, my name is Darcy. How are you? Da, 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 da. And I smile and it's not me. <laughs> it's me pretending to be her. That's the only way I could do it. And, and you know what? It's like, and that's fine, right? I mean, whether whether it's it's you being yourself or uh, one thing that, that I always tell folks, I was like, you know, find somebody that's doing really well. Obviously, if somebody's at Nordstrom and one of the top sales reps and they're doing certain things, when you greet a client or somebody comes in, it, what would you rather hear? You know, hi, welcome. Or it's like, hey, welcome. You know, I'm so glad you made it, right? Yeah. Like people are- you don't know what's going, what's going on in their life. They might be okay. They might have had the worst day. And, and if you can be that ray of sunshine for somebody, 
it's like those first impressions, what did it say? Those first impressions matter, right? You don't get a second yeah. chance for the first impression. So, so, so why not make somebody's day? And sometimes I don't feel like it. Sometimes I don't want to, or I feel ugly inside. But I'm like, you know what? This isn't about me, right? It's about this client that came in that, and, and, and Darcy will, will touch, touch about this a little bit later now, in, in terms of the importance of a client, how to value a client. Because here's this person that came, they had other things to do in their day, things going on in their lives, yet they came to me. They trusted me to put my fingers on their face, mm -hmm. right? And to me, as, as sometimes, sometimes estheticians, I, I don't think you value yourself enough of the magic you have and how highly you're valued by the public. The public values you because you know these secrets, these your education on how to make all this look beautiful, right? So, so, so talk, let's talk a little bit more about the value of a client because you and I were laughing about before how so many estheticians, that's one of my pet peeves. They're like, oh, if, if a client does this, I'll fire them. I'll fire them. It's like, shit, you're firing clients left and right. It's like, gosh, darn, everyone's not perfect. No, we're not. And if, if I, I always equate it to, okay, people go into Starbucks, right? They have great customer service and you have a bad day and you bite off the head of the person that's, you know, give you your drink or you ordered from, they don't fire us. They just go, okay, thanks. You know, here, let me fix it. Right. So I feel like, like I've never fired a client ever in all this time, either place. I've never fired one. I had one that was crazy. She's legitimately had something wrong with her and I let her fire herself. So my thing is, like you said, when they walk in the door, I always stand up. If I'm sitting at my desk, I stand up and I walk over and I have a big smile. I say, oh my gosh, so nice to see you. I'm glad you're here today. And everybody gets all smiley, right? How do you not, how do you not get happier if you've had a bad day when someone is like genuinely happy to see you and says, come in, come in. What can I get you? Can I get you some water? Um, and as far as firing clients, I feel that they are paying my bills and, you know, they may drop $1,500 in a day. And my job is to make them happy no matter what, even if there's a product that I can't return, if they return it to me, I'm going to take that damn product. I, do you remember when Nordstrom's used to be, you could exchange anything. You could return anything. I bet you, you could return a set of tires and they would say, Oh, sure. Here, we'll take it. Right. No, no receipt. No questions asked. That's kind of how I modeled my business from the get go. I want to be the Nordstrom's. I may not know a whole lot about aesthetics, but I'm going to be the Nordstrom's. So people come back. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that tire. So, so if some of y'all don't know, uh, again, first of all, Nordstrom is just known for their customer service of going. They up. used to be. <laughs> I know it's things have changed, huh? Well, let's just say they used to be, right? And what made them really popular? And this is I don't even know how old this story is, but an old woman once came to a Nordstrom and she brought a tire with her, like a <laughs> car tire or something, right? And she goes, "Hey, I wanna, I'm gonna return." this tire and the people at Nordstrom, they're like, okay, well, you know, do you know roughly how much you paid for it or, or what have you? And it was, a, let's just say hundred dollars. And then Nordstrom, they go, they just gave her a hundred dollar back here. Nordstrom does not sell tires. Nope. 
right? And and so when people ask it like Nordstrom, why did you take that? Go here, this woman who's a client of ours, so she probably buys other things, lugged this big ass tire here. <laughs> and we did not want her to have to carry that back to her car. But because of this story that you're hearing now from me and has been repeated probably a million times since, it got Nordstrom like super duper famous because they took back something that wasn't theirs just because they're like, that's how good our service is. We will help you and stuff like that, right? So, you know, and, and a couple of things, and just to kind of go back a little bit to the hairdressers that we we're talking about. And, and what Darcy mentioned is here, you know what, you, you know what's really would be really ignorant of me is to think that every person I contact wants to work with me, right? So it, that's just not the reality of it. Like some people do, some people don't. Some people have been lied to enough times. Some people might think I'm an MLM trying to sell them something, right? There's a thousand things going on in, in other small business minds. Think of the, the untrustworthy times that we live in. So, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, just, you know, when you, when you call somebody, you know, look for the no, pretend they're going to say no. And that's okay. Because when you get the yes, you'll be even twice as happy. But when you get the no, you won't be disappointed. But another thing that works, and this has worked wonders in my career, is I will bribe people. I will say, hey, Ms. hairdresser, you know what? I was looking at your page, and I love your work. And, and I was thinking about ways that hopefully we might be able to partner. But before we begin to that, can I buy you a coffee? You know, it's like I see there's a, a Starbucks, you know, just a block and a half from you. I'm, I'm in this town as well. You know, what time do you have available? Let me buy you coffee so I can find out a little bit more about what you do and see if we're a fit. You know, Darcy, would that, would, is that horrible of me to, to offer that? No, no. You know, and I've gotten some of the best services for myself through people that have done that, to be honest. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Bribery. Uh, and, and it's, I don't know, I'd say bribery, but it's like, you know, it's just being a it's good. Not really. <laughs> anybody a cup of coffee if I thought they'd be fun to sit down and talk with and I could learn something from and it's even uh, double beneficial if we can possibly work together so don't be afraid to risk that that five dollar venti mocha on on somebody <laughs> and you you're gonna meet some great friends like I've met people this way you know I met restaurant owners you know other business owners and I'll say hey you know can I buy you lunch can I do this for you? You know, because you want their time to see if there's something available. And, and the part that's going to really help you and impress them, as weird as it sounds, people don't use this tactic enough, right? It, it's a freaking rarity. They'll, they'll send a text, you know, hey, can you, I want to work with you? It's like, no, buy that person a coffee, buy them a sandwich. Go, hey, let's get, can we meet for lunch? I'd love to learn about your business, how you've been doing hair, and, and hopefully there's a way we can work together, right? That's good. So, so, so referrals have worked for you, you know, uh, working with like fundraisers or do donations, you know, what else, what else has, has helped your career? Networking groups and chamber of commerce. Hmm. So I'm in park city right now and I'm trying to build up this business a little more. So I've been going to a networking group and once they know what you do, they can refer you. It's a little tough in the beginning because, you know, guys don't know how to refer you. So, you know, you really have to explain well what it is you do and have before and after pictures and things like that. 
Chamber has been really good as well. Um, like this week, so I'm on here with you. Last week I was on something I can't even remember. And then I was on a chamber thing and then I'm gonna be on another chamber thing. And then at a different city that I sit between and then I'm in a newspaper. So it's like slowly, slowly things start falling into place as you get to know people. And I know it's a little harder in cities that are big, like in California, there's 3 million people in California or not in California, in Orange County. Here in Utah, there's 3 million people in the whole state, right? Completely different. So you kind of have to tweak things around and know it might take a little bit longer because you have more, I don't even say it's competition. You have more colleagues out there, but at the same time, you have more people with skin. So everybody, everybody has skin. So everybody is a potential client. That's true. If you have skin, right? And, yeah. and, and you treat skin, like that's a good mix, right? It's like, it's easy to see. Cause if you see a skinless person, you're like, okay. Oh, <laughs> probably still help them go, hey, I see no. you don't have skin. Maybe you would like skin, right? <laughs> I don't know. So, so Chamber, what, what kind of networking groups do you do? Do you like BNI? Do you do this, that? Like what? I do BNI in Utah. And I did another one in California that's no longer around, but any kind of those things. Chamber also has networking lunches and they have mixers and you just pay like, if you're not gonna join yet, you just pay the small amount, 15 bucks or whatever it is to go. And that's a great way to go and kind of see if it's something you wanna do. I mean, you're gonna be uncomfortable and that's okay. I mean, the first time I went to a networking group, I had to stand up and just say my name and what I did. And I was so scared. My, I was thought I was going to throw up. My knees were actually knocking and the little guy, oh, I remember his name, David, little old, old man reached up and grabbed my hand with both of his. And then I went, oh, okay. I can say something. And he just held my hand while I was trying to speak. So clearly it was very bad. <laughs> It's crazy. Like I, and 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 uh, hopefully anybody watching this can realize and relate because I go through it myself. I think we all do. It, like like when you're when you're new at the chamber or you're gonna announce yourself, you know who you are, the name of your business, whatever. It's so weird. It's like I know my name. I know what I do. Why am I so terrified? Right? It's, uh, so Ask me. <laughs> like, like as it gets closer, you're counting. Okay, okay, I'm three away, and you're like kind of hyping yourself. Okay, I'm Darcy. I'm Darcy. <laughs> it's like it's, I cannot even say my name. It was so bad. It was so terrifying. Now I'm okay, but God's green earth. Do do you go to these networking events? And, and, and network with people like, like, you know, like, cause we all, again, uh, how you mentioned, I feel the same way. So, so, you know, what is your approach? How do you talk to people instead of being that, that wallflower that you probably want to be at times, right? I have, I still have a problem with being the wallflower. It's really difficult for me to walk up yeah. to someone. So what I've done when I do chamber stuff is I found someone on Facebook who lives in my city and who does chamber stuff. And I said, Hey, do you want to go together? Ooh. And he was like, Oh yeah, let's do it. So we have, I have like a little wingman. So we always get there. We get our drink. Cause I'll feel much better once I have a glass of wine and we'll eat the food. And then, you know, half hour into it, we start going and networking. And usually my thing is I try to catch someone's eye as they pass by me. Cause I'll sit at my table all night and be comfortable. So if someone looks at me, I look them right in the eye 
and I say, hi, my name is Darcy. And they'll go, hi. And then that's how I start the conversation. I try to be the first one at it. Yep. You so. know, funny, there's a show out there. What is it called? How I Met Your Mother. Have, do you know what I'm, have, have you yeah. heard of it? Anyways, there's part of it where these dudes go and they try to pick up women or they go to events and stuff like that. And because you just gave me this idea, Darcy, and, and this is a great idea. Oh, oh I, I think it's a great. idea, And that's why, y'all, I love doing these interviews. Why? Not only for Darcy to share her wisdom, but because as I speak to other professionals, I get ideas that I can also kind of throw in there. So one thing Darcy just said right now that I, to, to me is going to completely help change my business and a lot of your businesses, hopefully is when you go to these chamber events, if you are wallflower-ish, if you are an introvert, you know, find a friend to go with you. So, so we cover that part. But what we're going to do is we're going to mix like how I met your mother. What you're going to do is have your friend, you know, say, hey, you know, it's because I might be shy to meet people, but have your friend go, hey, you know, grab somebody, go, hey, do you know my friend Darcy here? Boom. So that person is not you know, intimidated, they instantly made that connection. And then it's Darcy's turn next. And Darcy's going to find somebody that's like, Hey, do you know my friend Jeff here? Right. And then, no, I don't know Jeff. Oh, Hey. <laughs> and then you just, because sometimes that the hardest thing is just getting it started to introduce, because once you start speaking to somebody else and you realize that we're all there for the same reason, you know, no one goes to, well, mate, there's a, some people that go to the chamber lunch just for the food. I'm not going to lie. I know. <laughs> yes. But, so but, good. <laughs> but, but most people will go to network to meet people because that's what it is. And it's not just uh, BNI. BNI is fantastic. Chambers, fantastic. Any service group, they got the rotary, the moose, the elk, <laughs> any animal out there that's part of a club, <laughs> right? That, that, that's a good way. So, so, so that's awesome, right? And, and ha were you able to get clients from, from these networking events? Were you just able to spread your word? What were you able to do? As a matter of fact, today, someone, well, I just met someone last week at the chamber and the guy had um, vitiligo and he had um, alopecia. And so we're talking, he's the one that brought it up. I did not. And when he said something, I said, you know, I'm looking for models right now for hair restoration and uh, returning the vitiligo, the, uh, melano the melanocyte activity for your vitiligo. If you're interested, he texted me just, just before we got on. So that's something that's a big bonus for me because the guy's in finances, right? He knows he's got tons of awesome clients here, but yeah, that was my one. We'll see. See, and, and, and y'all have to understand that interacting with strangers is hard, right? It, or it can be hard. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty easy. Hard. I'll talk to anybody. But, but it can be hard, you know, but also running a struggling business without clients is also hard. Pick your heart. And, and if you are a business owner, there are so many things that you are now responsible for. You know, you're the receptionist, you're the janitor, you're this, the truck, the, the toilets clogged, get your plunger, right? There's mm -hmm. there plenty of things that, <laughs> that I think estheticians or many business owners didn't find themselves or think they would be doing or in charge of. Let, yet here you are, right? And and doing that. And and the coolest part, uh, and, and Darcy, hopefully you know you can relate to this as well. There, I cannot tell you how many times I met one client, one client, 
either one that one client just became huge for me like like when darcy mentioned that was been with her for many many years but more importantly that one client introduced me to 20 more clients right so so you don't know where it's gonna go but if you don't step out if you if you don't do these things and and you know pull up your your cojones and get a little bit brave one thing that you will know is nothing's going to change yeah. when you leave outside your door and you interact with these service groups these chambers the bnis you know there's at least a possibility there's that there's you have hope but not doing it is as if it's the same equivalent of not taking the shot you have zero percent chance of every shot that you do not take right i think um i think too with that is I used to be really um, scared I was going to offend someone. I still get scared with that. I don't want to offend anybody, but you I know. Say, uh, your skin looks whacked. Do you need it, yeah, I'll say that anyway. <laughs> but it was more like for the business part. I was scared um, to talk to anybody. I was scared to put myself out there. I feel bad if someone, you know, it's just like constant emotional fluctuation. And then one day I decided, you know what? it's not personal, it's business. So I can't have that emotion into anything. If someone doesn't want to work with me, hey, you know, go home, think about it. You know how to reach me if you want to do it. That's my, my, where I am now, where before I was like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Why didn't, why didn't they want to work with me? You know what I mean? So I just had to switch that, that mindset. It's business. Now I love my clients and I love, I'm emotional about my clients. I love my clients. I have repeat clients. I don't have walk-ins and that I can be emotional with. I've sat and cried with my clients, but business in general, I just no emotion. It's business period. Right. And, and that was, that's what works for me. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's an awesome way to look at it. Right. Because it's not emotional in terms of you know, it, it goes back to what I say. A lot of the times I think estheticians uh, live in an unrealistic world where they don't want to get the rejection. They don't want to go Everybody up and feel like, oh, you know, uh, they said no to me and, and now I don't want to do it anymore. But as a business owner, uh, you know, we, I, I, and I have all these weird analogies like baseball. Right. If a baseball, a person has a batting average of like 300, right? So that basically means they hit point, they hit three balls out of every 10. They miss seven. They hit three, and that person is going to go in the Hall of Fame or they're going to be very sought after or whatever. They're, they're known to be good. Right. So, so don't look and, and pretend you have to hit them all or get them all. And sometimes the one, one of the ways I avoid rejection is that a matter of, you know, do you want to work with me? Yes or no. It's a matter of, hey, here, here's some information. And, and if there's anything I can help you with, if you have a question or you have anything, you know, please let me know. Please reach out to me. I would love to be able to help you. Our, our skin is a living, breathing organ. It's the largest organ on our body. And everybody goes through a situation where we might all of a sudden get this, this, and, and, and share a brief story. Go, you know what? It's so unusual. I'm an esthetician. And uh, six months ago, I had a huge breakout right here on my jawline. And, and But because I knew... Uh, that I could at least control it as opposed to letting it control me. It was, I was able to save a lot of stress and headache and not go get crazy. So skin does crazy things. So if you ever have anything pop up or you know anybody, please let me know. I'd love to be able to help you and answer any questions. All right. 
And, and so be a resource. It's not always about getting that sale. I want that sale. I want them booked. It's, it's, it's about collecting and getting to know people that become <laughs> part of your community and tribe because at some point or another, they're going to get wrinkles. Something's going to go wrong. They're going to have an, uh, you know, some kind of uh, affection or, or something go weird with their skin. And if you're the person that offered to be that person, they're going to call you first. Or if they see somebody else that's struggling with acne, go, you know what? Uh, you know, I just met this gal named Darcy and she was really cool. And she said she can help give me information. Here's her, here's her contact info. Why don't you reach out to her? It's like the world's a small place. And with something like skin, people need your help, right? Definitely. All right. So, so what else, Darcy? What else? What else? So we got, we got you working with that. You got you networking, right? You got you going to all these events, the chambers, the referrals. Uh, what else has helped you get you more business? I think pretty much that's my main, other than, you know, obviously referrals is my biggest business, right? Yeah. So, and right now, one of the things I'm learning really well when I go to these um, networking events um, you give to get, right? It's not all about me. It's not, I can't be the number one thing in this universe. So the more you give, the more you're going to get in return. And that's been something like, I love to give to our aesthetic community, but it's even more, I feel like it's, it's more than that. Like in life in general, like if I want to get I want to get more business from my clients, what I have to be continually giving to them, not expecting anything in return. And eventually people do it might take a while, but it happens and it happens quickly. I feel like once it starts, it's like the momentum starts. So it makes you feel good to give. And then, you know, in return and we, it's like in with any relationship, right? It's a give and take. I don't even think it's take, it's a give. Yep. Right. And then they give back because they're just like, oh, she's so here, here, let me help you. See, it's human nature. It's, it's reciprocity. Yeah. And, and I think uh, like, like I remember when I used to be part of BNI, that was one of their parts that I think I learned from them quite a bit is you, know, you want to, you want to be able to help people and just give to them. You meet another business owner because guess what? We're all business owners, small business owners, and we all are looking for clients. So if there's another person there and he's in pest control or there's some gal there and she does accounting, right? If, if you approach her, instead of saying, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so and this is what I do and I do skin and I would love to, you know, we have a 50% offer and I'd love to give you that 50%. You know, that's all about you. But yes. if you approach that accountant gal and you go, okay, cool. You know, let's just tell me a little bit about more about your business so I can understand what kind of clients are you looking for? Right. So, so, you yes. know, how can I help your business? You know, how, how do you get clients right now? You basically ask them questions to help them. And sometimes if you have somebody in your network where you can refer them over fantastic, but at an absolute minimum, and, and this will help so many other businesses and it'll make you look like a hero. So you go, you know what I'll do, you know, here, let, let me, let's become friends on Facebook. And what I'll do is I can share your last post on my page. And, and hopefully, you know, you'll, some of my people will see what you're doing and stuff like that. And if you just offer to do these small, free, simple, easy things for a complete stranger, you just made a friend for life. Mm -hmm. Right. They want to give back to you. That's it. You're giving to them and you're, you're finding out what they need. 
And that's a huge thing that I don't know why it took me this long to kind of figure it out. I knew it, but now it's more like in my brain always. So it's time. Like after a while, you just realize it. And I think we, 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 cause we all go through it. The, the, the more you realize that no one gives a crap about us. No one gives <laughs> a crap about me. No one gives two Fs about my business. What they care about is what can my business do for them? And if I stop talking about me and, and I, and I talk about this in the aesthetics community so much, I'm like, dude, you're, you're too much in love with your business. You know, I want my logo to look like this. You know, what should I do here? Right. I don't know about you, Darcy. I've, I've gone through like 20 logo reiterations. I paid thousands of dollars for logos, not once to this day. And I'm still waiting 25 years in business, 25 years. I'm still waiting for something to say, you know, what, Wick, man, I saw your logo. And I just knew you were the guy to help me with my business. I've never heard that. <laughs> You've never heard that yet, Darcy? No never. one? <laughs> Nobody cares. Running after you because you had the logo that nope. caught their eye and they knew you were the one. Nope. Nope. Right? But you know, something on that vein of thought, when I was at this last chamber thing, I was handing out my cards, asking them questions, handing out my cards. And I had two people go, I've seen this before. I was like, oh, really? Really? They're <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like naming a couple places I could have seen it. So now I've got these two people that are, you know, big in the community. You know, they, they think they've seen my logo somewhere. And I'm so, not that they said it's a great logo. <laughs> they just said they've seen it. So now I'm on their mind. And that's just for me giving out, talking, finding out what they do. And oh, I'd love to see you. Come on in, give okay. you a discount on whatever. <laughs> and, and you know what there's so many fun tricks you can do and and one thing that i'm known for i i, I am notorious i used to run business uh i go to different trade shows and conferences and, and literally darcy when i would go they would name it wick it, this is wick's trade show because i would run that when i when i attend a chamber mixer or a bni mixer I am a relentless beast. I will not leave every single person because I know I'm there for my reasons, nobody else's. But yes. what I do, like, and there's just small, cute little things is like, if I would give somebody my business card, like let's just say I was an esthetician and I would give my business card and say, okay, you know, give them the whole spiel and everything. And then I'd be like, wait, hold on one second. Let, let me say that card again. And then I would take the card back and with a pen, I'll be like, you know, I'll put like a smiley face and I'll put like 20% off, right? I'll yeah. be like, I really liked you here, right? <laughs> See, it's something small, goofy about you giving something to somebody, taking it back, making it personal and giving it back to them. You basically made one interaction with a stranger, like, like 10 interactions, right? So yeah. small things like that. So, so, so let's get into your money now. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk some, some money, not funny. Oh. Let's talk about the real money is yeah. so you went from relaxing facials to treatments what did that do for your business in terms of the transition it went straight to six figures yeah. <laughs> like within a few months so i was i think i was telling you earlier if i made five thousand a month i thought that was amazing and i could never i mean that was my my limiting belief the cap i had five thousand so, so I, I was Wait, if you thought you, you made five grand, you thought you made it. You, yeah. You yeah. Money. What else do I, I don't need any more money. That's good. But I also didn't think I could make any more money. I was shocked. You know, I had, I started with a business coach 
around that time. And, you know, I had all these limiting beliefs, all this weird, just crud, right? It just so happens his mom was a therapist. So he'd start getting into those therapy sessions at the same time. Well, I hit 7,500 and I went, oh my God. So my next month's goal is 9,000. Oh my God, I hit that. And then when I hit 10,000, I was like, I can do whatever I set my mind to. Why has it taken me this long? And just kind of evolved into more treatments and my business just, I have two. They're both well into nice figures. And, and, and you know what? It's, it's just crazy when we think about these limiting beliefs. And, and it, I, the truth be told, that is the only reason I am in the aesthetics industry. And I've, I've said this to many a time before, before is uh, when I was a long time ago, oh, a long time ago, a year and a half ago, like my wife, I told her, I go, baby, I go, you need to get some facial treatments because you're looking homeless, right? She just wasn't taking care of herself. <laughs> Love my wife. Gorgeous. My, my wife is drop dead gorgeous. Like, you know, I, 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 I am a really good salesman to bag a woman like that. Let me tell you. Yeah. But, but she started getting a little bit too comfortable sitting at home a lot. Get a lemon. Right. Just trying to do stuff with their face. And I'm just like, babe, what are you, you're, you're not taking care of your skin. So, so in that journey of trying to find uh, skin treatment for her of, of saying, Hey babe, just go get a facial, right? Let, let's just start simple. And, uh, that's when I found out that the average esthetician is making 35,000 a year, right? Yeah. So that's about 3000 a month. And, and, and they have hit a ceiling, like, you know, like your 5,000, they have hit a ceiling where they feel like, this is, this is what I, this is what I got, or someone's only doing 500 a month in retail sales. And, and they're like thinking they're, they're making it. And, when you see the other side of it and go, you know what, that, that is not even making it. It's like, you know, I'm not here to dictate what is wealthy, what is not wealthy, you know, to each person, it has their own levels. If someone's saying they're, they're, they're happy with just making 3000 a month and they're content with that. Fantastic. Some people don't want to work more. So to each their own, but to the ones that do want more and saying, you know, I don't want to be at three, I want to be at five and then I want to hit the 10. And, and at that point, that there is no ceiling in this industry. Like as a business owner, you can wake up today, go, you know what? I want to give myself a raise today. What kind of promotion? What kind of things can I put out there so I can instantly make, you know, and, and you've seen some of these model calls and stuff like that. And these gals, they're putting a post out there. It's like, we live in this amazing time in, in you know, where you can make a post and you'll print $500, right? Like how crazy is that? So, so with your acne treatment, uh, you, so you went from relaxing to acne, you know, and that, so, you know, did you like, did you like to stick with it for a while? Did you like, did you like doing acne? Were there different rewards come compared to the relaxing facials you were doing before? I loved doing acne, um, because I was learning as I went, right. You're learning what works and what doesn't, but I loved working with, it's mainly teenagers that would come and see me, you know, I had a few adults. And then I started working with people that were on Accutane. Well, I was told in school, you can't do a facial on anybody on, you know, tretinoin or Accutane. Um, and I was like, but wait a second, if I do my research, I can. So all these things that they had, you know, I feel like in school, they tell you stuff so that you don't hurt anybody, right? Because you can hurt somebody. And then I was realizing, oh, but all this other stuff you can actually do if you know how to work with it. 
So um, I enjoyed it. It was the younger crowd. We crank up the music really loud. And if I wanted the parents to stay out of the room, I'd crank the music really up, up really loud because sometimes you get those moms that are like hovering and it was making me nervous. It was going on. Uh-huh. So I, I'd make them go sit outside. I was working in a studio and I'd say, you know, they'd go sit outside and just watch through the window because I'd crank up the music and find out what the kid wants. And then we just like, rock to it. It was fun. I really enjoyed it, but I really wanted to make more money and expand because, you know, I I'm the, I'm the provider now I'm the sole provider of our house. And we had 10, a family of 10. So it needed to evolve a little bit bigger than just acne. So I don't know. And, and, and that's awesome. Right. And, and again, it, it's what I continually preach. Uh, a lot of the times I see estheticians that, you know, they, they have a lower ticket item. So, so like, for example, when you do acne and stuff like that, like what was your ticket price? Like what's an average ticket price of, of what your service goes for nowadays? Well, back then, back then I was charging, not, I'm not even joking, $50 for an hour treatment. Right. And then they had to use their product. Now I charge, um, I don't even do our treatments. I have one on my menu and that's 185, but everything's going to be somewhere between, you know, depending on if it's a treatment or if it's a chemical peel, it's going to be somewhere between 265 and 1200. Yep. So it's just, I moved to the higher ticket. I started, I knew I wanted to bring in the higher end client base. So I started marketing. I, first thing I did was I raised my prices, obviously over a hundred dollars in one fell swoop. So my clients that were there didn't have to pay that, but anybody new coming in paid the actual price. And I had to figure out how much I want to make a month and not sit there. And I'm not my ideal client, right? I had to make this all for my ideal client. I'm not going to pay that. What I charge, I don't, I'm not going to pay that. So I'm not an ideal client and I have to get my head out of it. The ideal client I want has multiple homes, you know, multiple cars, throw it down with the black Amex and they don't even look at the total. That's who I want. And so I had to start bringing those people in and that's what I have now. And, and you know what, that's what you put out is what you get in, right? You, you, you know, garbage out, garbage in. And a lot of the times, and don't get me wrong, estheticians, uh, I, I will say this, you may hate me for it, but if you're promoting relaxation uh, facials, right? you are not getting, you're, you're, it's going to be hard to get paid your worth. That's just my humble opinion. So right now, Darcy, you, you know, uh, how long does a, does an average treatment of yours last? Because you say you don't do hour anymore. You don't do an hour or whatever. How, uh, roughly how long is an, uh, an average treatment for you? Um, an hour and a half to two hours, depending. So I'm all inclusive with my pricing for the most part. There's a couple of things I do add-ons for. But if you're coming to see me, I want to do what your skin needs. I'm not going to say, hey, do you want to add on LED? Cause you really need it. Cause you're kind of inflamed right now. Then they say no. And my name is on their face. Right. So I'm just like, okay, I've got that leeway between two, an hour and a half and two hours. So, Hey, you really need some LED. I don't even tell them. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I have, I have a lot. My, my clients are all repeat. I'll, I'll be honest. I see maybe I have maybe 34 appointments a month. Wow. It. From one location, the other location, maybe 10 at, at the most. So, you know, the bulk of my income comes from every person because they 
I don't see them unless they're on product for two weeks first. Then they come in and I do what I want. I just, you know, I book them. I don't do online booking very often, but I book them and I say, okay, next time we're going to do this. Is that okay with you? It's going to be, you know, two hours. Yeah. So, so, so what do you do? Like, uh, like you put up when, when you first meet a, let's say a new client, do they come in first and you do a console and then you put them on product yes. and then you do a treatment after, oh, after. So, so I, I, I remember this. I, I really like what you're doing here. So, so tell us about this. So if someone wants to come in and they, um, they have to do a consult first and in the consult, your consultation does all the selling for you. I don't ever say, well, I really think you need this because da, 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 or you should really look at this. I don't do that. So they come and sit with me. I find out all the information, everything that they hate about their skin. I don't say hate. But it is, they're coming to me for help. They don't like something. So we go over it all. And then I say, okay, this is how, how it works with me. And I tell them what it is. You're going to be on my product only. If you choose to come with me, work with me, you're going to be on my product only because I can't tell what you're using from home and what's causing the issues we have. If you're on my product, then I know how aggressive I can be with you, right? And nothing is sabotaging us. So this is what you're going to do. This is how much it costs. We're going to see you, you know, one or two times a month, depending on what their situation is. And um, this is how it's going to help you. And we're going to create a plan. If you decide to stay, you know, and work with me, we're going to create a plan for your skin. Okay. So I lay out all the money that's involved. This is what you're going to get for it. This is what we're going to do. And here, I'm going to pull out the product that I think, you know, would be beneficial for you. And I line it up and I just say, so this one is for the wrinkles that you said you don't like around your eyes that make you look like your grandma. This is going to address that. That's all I say. Next one. This is going to help with the texture of your skin that you said bothers you and looks rough. Put it down, go down the line. And it's like needs-based selling, right? Mm -hmm. put it down, go down the line, tell them how much that's going to cost. And I'm going to add more later down the road. I'm like, okay, I want to do it. I'm like, okay, here it is. I'm going to see you back in two, two weeks for your first appointment. That's how I do it. So they have to know everything. They have to know they're going to be on the product. They have to buy it and they can't be on anything else. And I don't say throw it away. I say, just put your product in the back of the shelf. And when you're done, when we're done, you can always go back and use it. They're not going to because they've been using drugstore product. Yeah. And, and you know what? So one thing that I, that I love everybody, please listen to what Darcy just said and, you know, put this on pause, rewind it, watch this shit again. And the reason why is Darcy talked about the products for the problem, you know, this eye cream is for these wrinkles that you said you don't want. Is that correct? You, you want the wrinkles to go away, right? Right. Fantastic. This is what that's going to do that. Okay. Okay. Boom. Sold. Right. Dar Darcy did not go. This product right here is vitamin C with, uh, uh, squeezed from the freshest oranges <laughs> mixed with sea salt. Cause what a lot of estheticians do is they start talking about this is going to, you know, this is going to increase your collagen and it's going to help stimulate skin growth and, and increase skin turnover to that. What's going to help formulate a deeper epidermis. Okay. Y'all. 
The confused mind says no. Confused mind says <laughs> no. And, and education and, and too many estheticians are too educated for their own good because the smarter you think you sound, the less shit you'll sell. Is like, no, I don't want to hear this. If I ever hear somebody say, this is going to stimulate collagen, right? Uh, and, and skin turnover. Darcy, I don't know about you. And maybe there's some, as, as some clients out there that are pretty smart. I rarely have heard of clients that go, you know what? I, I, do you have something that could stimulate my collagen? I've been really looking for com collagen stimulation lately. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, no, people have this cream for this, these wrinkles. Yes. 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 Because they just want to know what it does for them. How's it going to help me? It's going to help with the wrinkles. <laughs> Darcy and, and this and estheticians, listen to me. Listen to Darcy. You, and, and I can't tell you this. The more useless information you give clients, the more you're talking, you're helping them talk out of the sale. Yeah. Darcy, am I lying? No, you're totally, you're totally right on. Um, when I used to work for do trade shows. For different companies and estheticians are coming up not people off the street estheticians are coming up and i'd start this is how i learned this i'd start going this has a this and then this and this and this and this and they're like eyes glaze over and i went oh crap if i can't talk to an esthetician this way because for whatever reason they haven't heard of that prop that ingredient or whatever how are my clients gonna listen and understand so that's where it's like kiss keep it simple stupid and the confused mind says no, sales 101. Just give them the most basic information. This is gonna help you with those wrinkles. Here, take it home. That's it, that's it, right? That's and again, just, just that if you keep it that simple, your lives and your business will change. You, you talked about your, your, uh, the wrinkles around your eyes, those crow's feet, right? Yes, and, and you don't like them because they make you look older. You see them in the mirror, you know, you, you're trying to cover it up and, and, and you just want to get rid of them, right? Yes, yes, fantastic. So if I had something for you, that would work. Yes, fantastic. Here's this is. This thing equals that gone. That's it, hmm. right? So, so uh, another thing, Darcy, it, how important is the consultation? How, like if, if you had to give the, the consultation a percentage of how important it is to get somebody signed on to your you know, solution, your, your subscriptions, prescriptions, services, how <laughs> is the consultation? It's a hundred percent, all of it. It's everything. Darcy, how, how dare thou say if that, what do you mean? If, please explain yourself. Your consultation is where you're giving them the information they need, right? You're telling them they came to me because they had a problem right now. I have to tell them the solution. Can I help or can I not help? Right. If, and, and hopefully I can help, which I usually can. And so then I have to, to, you know, put out how it is that I can help them. Um, what it is that I can do for them. Cause they just came to me. I want this gone. Well, we can, we can do that. Let's talk about this. What about this? When did this come, when did blah, 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 ask all the questions. And then you give them the solution, you present it to them and they go either. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Let's sign up for this. Or they go, oh, it's too, it's too expensive. They say it's too expensive. I say, okay, well, how about we work within your budget? Because I never assume they have a budget. Yep. I always, very matter-of-factly, okay, the skincare is going to be $700 today. And then I want to see you in two weeks. 
And then they either say, okay, or they say, mm, right. But I'm going to capture them either way. So if I do a great consultation, everything is going to work out fine. They're going to come back, whether we start them off with a smaller regimen and maybe see them once every six weeks, I'm still going to get them, but it's all in the consultation. I'm telling you, like, and I've seen, I literally believe, so Darcy, in your opinion, because I, you know, and I'll tell you what I believe, based on what you know about the aesthetics community, right, how, how effectively do you think most estheticians are using the consultation or doing a consultation? I, I don't know the percentage, but I know if I, if I look back at what my beginning of my career was, I did a terrible consultation. And I was to like desperately trying to, well, this, this has this ingredient and this ingredient and that ingredient, and this is what it's for. And this is what it'll do. And I really think you need this to take it home today. And they're like, yeah, no, I'll think about it. Well, here, try a sample. And I'd send them a sample. And then they're like, well, I need another sample. Okay, here's another sample. I don't even do samples anymore. You're on, you're on board or you'll get back to me later. And it's just like, next, right? I don't, I don't take that personally anymore. You, so can't, I help think everybody. you can't help everybody. And, and, you know, not everybody wants to be uh, helped. It's weird as it is. Some people are just natural victims. It, uh, a while ago, I heard a story about, let's just say like a boat flipped over in the ocean or something of that sort. And then there's a helicopter that goes and is coming down. And somebody asked the helicopter pilot a question. They go, you know, you've got 50 people down there. Your helicopter is can't fit 50. It can fit maybe, let's just say, 10 people. How do you determine which 10 do you save, right? And, and you know what the pilot said, and it really helped change my mind, Darcy. It goes, you know what? We save the ones that want to be saved because as we're going down, there are people swimming towards us. And, and, and in the aesthetics community, that's what you want. You can't <laughs> save the other 40 because they're all frantic and they're just waddling and, you know, God bless their souls. You know, Jack and Titanic went down at good guy that he was. So, so what hope do we have for these other people? But at the same time, for the aesthetics, you can't help everybody. And some people don't want to be helped. Mm -hmm. but, and I'm not a good fit for some people. Exactly. Right. And that's okay. But I would say because of doing a good consult, I probably capture 95%, if not more, of everybody that walks through my door. And those are pretty darn good odds. And, 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 and yo, listen to this. I, if there's like, there's a, one thing that, that to me is critical that I am personally spending an obscene amount of time on is how to do a rock solid uh, consultation. Because if your consultation is solid, you will be able to pick up a good percentage of people that want the service because some people have it in their mind. You know, they're like, well, I'm not sure they're on the fence. If you can do a great job, like, like Darcy's talking about, you will get a obscene amount. So if a lot of, if you're not getting a lot of people, if you're doing and meeting people and people are not buying your service or they're not buying products or whatever have you, I promise you it is because your consultation is not hitting the points because the purpose of a consultation is to gather all the information that at the end of the consultation, uh, the, the, the client might bring up as an excuse. Because sometimes people need help making up their mind, right? 
Uh, Darcy, the other day, we went to Taco Bell, the wife and I, right? Taco Bell's menu is pretty same, hasn't changed much. <laughs> My wife, who's been to Taco Bell maybe 100 times, will still spend 20 minutes at the drive-thru looking at the menu. We go, to, we go to Starbucks and I just want to bang my head against the wall. I'm like, fuck, here goes another 15 minutes. And, and, we, and I know she's going to get the same thing she got last time. But, but, but so, so, so people, human beings have challenges ordering shit from Taco Bell. You know, do you think they might have some confusion if your consultation isn't? And, and that's why when you ask questions like, how long have you been, how, how long have you been dealing with acne? So later on, Sales 101, later on when they go, okay, I'll think about it. Well, it's like, well, Betty, here, you mentioned before that you've been wanting to fix your acne for four years. So you were thinking about that for a while. Before you came here, you thought about you wanted to get that done, right? Yes. So there's only two things that can happen. One, you may leave here today, not go with this, right? And I'm telling you, I will help you. I will walk with you hand in hand on this journey. You know, is it something I said, do, 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 would you, do you think I would help, be able to help your acne? Yes. You know, do you like your surroundings? You're, you're sitting here in my, my studio. You know, is everything looking good? Does it look professional? Yes. Do you think we can help you? Yes. Okay, Betty. You know, I wouldn't be doing you a service if I let you go another four years by doing this. You, you talked about how acne was make, affecting your confidence, how this, 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 right? Yeah. Betty, let's get started today. Let's give it, give it a shot. <laughs> you're in the wrong business <laughs> but, but, but 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 you see like that's why you ask these questions up front what are you struggling with how did it make you feel what yes. you, the so, pain point so, so like yeah so so what are some of the things like like what are some of the objections you get at the end darcy in terms of uh after a consult or people that, that you have to work on it's honestly just the money situation right because i charge a little more and you have to be on product. That's why, like I said, I go straight into, well, hey, let's, what's your budget? Let's work within your budget. But when I do that, I'll say, you know what? Hmm. Okay. So, you know, we could take out this eye cream that, that, you know, helps with fine lines and wrinkles. You know, it will address the issues around your eye. We could take this out and they're like, no. Okay. Yeah. We could take this out this is one that works on the texture which you said you hated the texture of your skin because it made you look yeah no i don't want to leave that okay in the end if i go down each product they usually go okay i'll just take it all yeah right? you, who, who in god's green earth and, and i'm pretty sure there's a few disciplined people out there i sure the hell am not one of them who goes in with a budget and sticks with their budget <laughs> they don't they don't they're trying but you know if you if you sit there and say Oh, I could totally take this out for you. And then they're like, but you, you link it back to that pain point, right? They're just like, oh no, but, but I want see, you to fix all of it. RC, like that's what you're doing so fantastically amazing is when you're taking something away from somebody. They want it. Right? They want one, they want it more. Yo, like, yo, I'm telling you, that's how simple this stuff is. You put it in front of them. It, this addresses every concern that's going on with them. And then you go, well, you know what? You're right. Okay. So if we want to talk and, and meet that budget a little bit closer, cool. You know, what about this one? So, so you're talking about your, 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 you know, your wrinkles here, your crow's feet, all that. This is what does that, but we can, you know, if you don't really need it, we can kind of hold out. Yeah. 
expected, right? And again, sometimes even if something like that and, and you start with them small, go, you know what, here, I understand your budget 700 and, and you know, for some people that might be tough. Go, you know what, at a bare minimum, you know, you at least need this. You need, the, you need this cleanser, you need this toner, you need this cream, right? So if we can just start with that, if you can't do the seven and no problem, these three right here, 300 bucks, fair enough. Can we get you started? And then boom, they're, they're gone, right? And, and, and again, it's about helping the client out. And, and sometimes you, you're gonna get that big sale. Sometimes you start small and they, they build that trust because you're with them. Uh, there's just so much you can do in this industry, but, but it's easy. It's just, Darcy, how important is caring in this industry? Oh, you have to care because people know if you're not in, you know, genu genuinely caring for them, you're in it for the buck. I'm not in it. I am in it for the buck in ways because it's my business. I have to, I have to pay my bills too, right? I have to, I have to make some money, but it's all about doing what's right for them. And I think if you do what's right and you're genuine in everything that you do with them, then your business is going to flourish. They're going to know, and they're going to tell other people if you, if they feel taken advantage of, then I don't think your business is going to do all that great. Your clients are billboards, right? They are. They are. And so like when we're talking about, um, I don't fire clients, I try to come up with, a, you know, a, something, an agreement between the two of us. I would much rather have that difficult conversation and come up with a solution, though that's really hard for me as well. That's pushing me out on that uncomfortable limb. But um, I think that also tells them that I care and I want them to be happy, even in this difficult thing, you know, whatever it is. Um, I just think it's important. They have to know that you were going to do the best for them. Yeah. And, and you know what here, and, and, and I think that's a, such a great thing to do. So one thing I've learned and, and that's been helping me hopefully become a better person is the more I learn that the battles that people are going through in their life, Right. And sometimes I think uh, like even me, I will judge prematurely or I'll get mad at somebody because, oh, they didn't do this or, or, oh, they were supposed to be here or, oh, they did three no shows and I just fired them. And, and instead of here, esthetician, you know, just, just, just understanding and think of how your life is and think of how some of the challenges that we as humans go through, take a step back. And instead of, because to me, I think the, the standard thing that people, that estheticians do, which I feel is probably not the best move, but is mostly being done, is they will send the client, well, these are my terms and conditions. You know, hey, this is my policy. Here is my policy. My policy was this, you didn't do this. I'm gonna charge you this, 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 whatever, right? And uh, I think it'd be a great move and maybe just a little bit more, of hitting that person, of, of going out and speaking to her, go, go hey, hey, uh, hey, Darcy, you know what? Uh, uh, I see that, that you missed this last appointment and, and the other one you changed. You know, me as an esthetician, it really, it's really hard for me. And the reason being is, uh, one, I, I spend so much time setting up for you because I know you personally and I know uh, the results that you expect from me. I want to do a really good job. But, but you, this happened and that happened. You know, is, is something going on that, that you want to help me? Because I'm here for you. I'm here to understand. I'm here to help. But is there something going on that's, that's helping you or stopping you from coming in? You know, share with me, what, what, you know, what's going on? 
And, and sometimes that one, it could actually be something, right? Two, worst case scenario, that person starts feeling like shit because <laughs> they didn't come in and you're just guilting them and they go, oh my God, I've been flaking on Darcy. I didn't know Darcy that you spent all this time getting ready and prepping and doing all this for me. I am so, so sorry. You know, I will never let that happen again, right? Because I think one, another thing anesthetists are forgetting, it is 10 times harder to get a new customer mm -hmm. than and, and, you know, stay and nurture your existing customer, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I had a client to what you were just saying, I had a client years ago, flaking, flaking, flaking constantly. And I was like, I got to get rid of her. I can't stand this. She's not showing up. I have this gap and no income. And finally I did that. I pulled her side and you know what it was? And you would never know her mom who has mental illness and is a drug addict, um, moved in with her. And so she was dealing with ODs. She was dealing with so much and she was in her early twenties. So for that, that was a difficult conversation to have, but for that, I said, okay, I'm not going to book you in the day anymore. I'll book you as my last client. So if something comes up, you just let me know and I'll just go home. It's not, it's not a big deal. She appreciated that so much. She cried, right? Her life is hell right now. So I feel like you're right. We don't know what's going on in someone's life. We don't know if they have a sick kid or a sick husband. We don't know. And, you know, take that time to figure out. And if you still think this person is not, you know, okay for you, then that's, that's your decision. But, you know, take the time as a business owner and have that conversation. The benefit of the doubt, instead of taking your gun out and just, you know, open firing people right off. And the reason here, I'm not telling people how to run their business, but what I am saying is it's 10 times harder to get a new client than to take care of your existing. And if you can speak with your existing client, like just what you mentioned, you know, I promise you that that gal will never forget you, Darcy, right? That, that she did yeah. the, my esthetician spoke with me and I was able to, you know, she was able to unleash some of her burden, you know, take yeah. something off her shoulders because now she doesn't feel like shit for flaking on you all the time. Cause, cause a lot of, I think uh, clients, cause we're human beings. And I, I really believe most people are just good people. They don't want to do this shit, especially if they know they're hurting somebody else or their business in the process, right? But when, but, but, but you have to humanize it, right? You have to make them know who you are and what you're about, and you're there for them. And, and if there's anything that you can do, let me know, right? And then, you know, again, some people are just assholes and you kind of fire them. So, so it goes both yeah. ways. Yeah. But, you know, that girl is a great referral, right? Because she loves me because I had the conversation. So, and she tried really hard after that. Yeah. So that's all you can ask, right? That's yeah. all you can ask. And, and okay. then you just accommodate what you can. And, and at the end of the day, at least there's no hard, there's no animosity. Like, oh, oh, there's a, it's like, no, it's understanding. It's like, you know what? She wasn't able to make it. That's okay. I know what she's going through and, and I'm, I'm okay. And, and, you know, good karma, uh, good uh, karma in the universe, business karma, that's good business karma coming your way as opposed to letting out some evil arrows in the air. So <laughs> to close it up, Darcy, you know, what are some, any last minute thoughts, ideas, anything that you see estheticians could be doing better, things that helped you? Uh, what do you, what do you thought, what do you got? I always say before you go out on your own, get a business coach, invest 
in a business coach to help you because you will bypass all of these terrible things I'm just sharing with you and go straight to, you know, the higher income, your business put together, because there's so many things that we are responsible for, like you mentioned earlier, that we've never had to do before. And I mean, I didn't even graduate high school. So here I am trying to run this business and I didn't, I had no clue. So in my limiting beliefs, cause well, I'm a fake, I'm a fraud, you know, I don't have the high school diploma, but honestly, get that taken care of, invest in that first, and you will succeed so much faster. You'll reach that, that end goal that you're looking for and continue to do business coaching. So I've gone through like three levels of business coaching, different coaches, because they, they, you know, focus on one type of business, like the beginning, right? The middle. And then once you're already into six figures and every time I have needed them, I can sit there and say, I know it all, but I don't. Nope. I have to get business coaching all the time. Yeah. So, so, you know, so interesting, like, you know, if you're not graduating high school or this or that, you know, one thing that you'll learn real quick in business and in life, six months of running a business is equals to six years <laughs> of high school, college education. You'll yeah. learn more in six months <laughs> than, than all the theory and, and, you know, mm-hmm. and theorems and things oh, you in, in, in college. All right. So to go to, to, to recap, because like I always tell people, I am a note taker. I take, oh, wow. <laughs> what did I learn from Darcy today? You know, one, you know, always look at how can I be needed, right? Looking at that, just like, you know, what service can I provide for, for your, for the clients in your area, in your community, right? You're looking for people that are in school, high school. I love that thing. You know, the referral relationships that Darcy talked about with, with hairdressers, professionals in the community, you find the right person. Don't be afraid of hitting that person up, you know, sending them a text, an email, calling them, you know, use my tactic, take them out for a coffee. You know, they'll be the best. Uh, you can make $5 turn into $500 real quick by, by investing in that networking groups, BNI chambers, right? Just doing that. One thing I love like Darcy dead says is if you are a little bit of an introvert, sometimes snag a friend, snag a homie, and just tag team them like, like wrestling and just tag your it and boom, <laughs> you know, uh, give, 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 right. I love the way that, and I think this is the main thing that, that, uh, got me connected with Darcy is how she pivoted from the relaxation of just a, a normal a European facial type of thing, the, the foo-foo to, to the acne and other skin treatments that helped elevate her business. Uh, you know, she talks about products to problems. This product equals this problem. You want problem, go bye-bye. This product, good, good. That's it. Nothing, nothing fancy there, right? Uh, how important are the res- are, are consults? 100%. You heard it from Darcy. You know, you do a good consult, Darcy's closing 95% of her business. Shit, you know, it doesn't matter. Even if you do a good consult, you close 80% of your business, right? Those are really, really good numbers. Uh, if you're not closing that percentage, it's your console. I, I'm telling you, right? Don't try to fire your client. Try to inspire your client, right? Get, get with your clients and just say, hey, what's going on? Have that heart to heart because you'll be so surprised, just like the Darcy story of the battles people are fighting, secretly fighting. And they're a lot of times they don't talk about it and they're holding on to that burden, which also equates to a lot of people thinking about suicide or things like that because they feel they're alone. 
right? I, I really believe estheticians are such wonderful human beings. Uh, yeah, you're like teachers, nurses, psychiatrists, you know, doctors all meshed together. So you could be the reason that gives another person a, a better reason to live. So don't discount that, right? Uh, and, and that's what I got, Darcy. Anything else you got? <laughs> no, I think you tapped me out. Oh, you know what? Good. That, then I did a good job because because I wanted it all, Darcy. So, so thank you. Thank you so, so very much. And and one last thing to to inspire all the estheticians out there. What do you got to, to say? What, what what message can you tell them that they can do it? What, what inspiration do you have for them? Don't give up. I can't even tell you how many times I've wanted to give up. And I see people, they feel like they're not getting anywhere and they want to give up. They've only been in business for two months. Don't give up. You have such an amazing career ahead of you. You just need to get some help getting it started. Sometimes we, we just don't have the knowledge to do it or by ourselves. We need help. That's it. And, and help is here, whether it's our group, you know, reach out to Darcy, hit her up. You know, uh, that, that's what we're all about is we're all about helping and inspire the next level. You'll be surprised if, it, you know, the, the esthetician that says, man, if I hit three grand, I'll make it you know, then you, you, the levels just change. Mm -hmm. And Darcy is just proof that at once she thought five and she'd, she'd feel alive. And then <laughs> now, now five and she'd be starving. Right. So, <laughs> so, so things change to that and, and, and be, be prepared for that change. Success is literally just one idea, one concept away. If you take notes, like I do, when you watch this, take notes, it just act on one, a couple of these ideas, one at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself and you too can reach six figures and beyond. So thank you so much, Darcy. Stick with me for a minute. Sure. Everybody else, take care. Peace out.